0: Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast,
1: your online resource for inclusive and accessible wellness.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast coming at you from California. Wendy's in New York. How's it going, Wendy? It's going
1: good. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just uh, trying to stay home, not do too much.
0: Right. Yeah. Are you still are you still recording in the closet? Are you there right I'm now? In the <laughs> yeah, oh I'm in the closet.
1: Yeah. I'm in the closet. Yeah. I live on like the busiest block. And it's just, like, crazy. Like, when I have out-of-towners come visit and stay with me, like, Lois, my friend, she was over here from Boston, and she's like, I just can't wrap my head around how loud it is over here. Like, there's, like, music blasting, Mm. like, reggaeton blasting at, like, 7 a.m. It's crazy.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Because when I went to stay with you, I don't remember it being that loud. I mean, it's loud when we're recording, but when I was there... Maybe it was. I don't even remember. But New York, yeah, it's just notoriously. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot going on. My
1: neighborhood is it's lit. It's there's always (laughs) there's always something going on over here.
0: It's lit. It's live. It's everything. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about the conversation today because this is something that comes up so much with clients that I work with, and that is how to deal with clothes not only clothes, but clothes shopping when it comes to how that impacts your body image. So many people say that the act of clothes shopping or the act of trying on old clothes and having them not fit is one of the most triggering things when it comes to their body image and their body neutrality slash body acceptance journey. So I figured we can just have a chat about that on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a really great topic to cover because I know for both of us, we've spoken about this and just like how frustrating it can be to deal with body changes and have to like buy new clothes all the time. This is something that you know, a lot of our friends talk to us about as well, because it can be expensive. It can get really pricey Mm -hmm. as, you know, especially for women, as we're going through body changes throughout life and you want to invest in quality clothes, but then it's like that money goes to waste if you gain some weight or even if you lose some weight, it just doesn't fit the same. So yeah, I think this is a great topic to talk about.
0: Before we dive into the episode, I want to do a plea for you guys. We really need you to leave us a review if you listen and you like this podcast. In the meantime, I want you to listen up to this listener review. This is from Carly Cooper and they say, this podcast is so helpful as someone who has gained an enormous amount of weight from depression and mindless eating. The podcast has helped me so much. It educates me and doesn't make me feel bad about myself. Your work is really important. Please don't stop. I will say though, this person, we love you, but you, I think you accidentally left only two stars because <laughs> it sounds like you like the podcast. This has happened a couple of times where I think people may, I don't know the technology, you accidentally click the wrong thing really quickly. So just make sure that if you do love the podcast and you do leave a positive review, that you give us, you know, the five stars. So before we get into this topic, I just want to have kind of a conversation about clothes. Wendy, I'm just curious for you, like, Where do you find most of your clothes? Like how often are you going clothes shopping? I'm just curious. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, usually I do the bulk of my shopping around Cyber Monday, like Black Mm -hmm. Friday, just because there's so many deals going on. And so I would say like that's when I do most of my shopping for the year. But then I tend to plan like my shopping around any travel that I'm doing. So if I'm doing like any cool trips, like usually a lot of my trips are to warmer places. So like the Caribbean. So I'll kind of like just get basics to prepare for those trips. But I'm not like a frequent shopper. I actually don't (laughs) really enjoy shopping very much. I don't like going into stores. I do everything online as much as I can. And yeah, I'll do it like a few times a year. I also like, instead of just like buying things just to buy them, what I like to do is buy for the occasion. So if I know Mm. that there's like a special event coming up or a conference or whatever, I'll like specifically buy clothes for that. Because I've noticed that when I just buy things just to buy them, the clothes will never get worn. (laughs) So I, I like to just be very intentional about, you know, buying clothes that I know I'm going to wear for like a specific thing, whether it's like a trip or an event or whatever.
0: Yeah, I have a funny story because Wendy does buy all of her clothes online, at least from what I have witnessed. And it's true. Like for Cyber Monday, I noticed you're like, okay, I'm ready and I'm waiting for the deal. I'd be so ready. I'd be (laughs) like,
1: me and my friends, we'd be because they're like, they're similar to me in that way. And we'd be doing countdowns. Like We'd be like, okay, y'all ready for this Cyber Monday? And I have like everything bookmarked and ready to go because it's like my one time throughout the year where, you know, I could really like go in and buy all the things that I've wanted for the year. So.
0: Yeah. And I think that's actually not a bad strategy because, you know, you're going to get a discount, but there was one time, because she does do the online shopping thing a lot. So I had ordered something from ASOS which I don't know if it's ASOS, ASOS. So I say ASOS. And somehow I have no idea how the clothes were accidentally shipped to Wendy. Maybe I we accidentally logged into the same account. I don't know. And I was waiting because I was so excited for these clothes. And then I call ASOS like, hey, where's my, where's my shipment? It's been like weeks. Come to find out they sent it to Wendy and this girl. <laughs> I'm like, hey, they sent me the clothes. Can you just send them to me? She's like, what? I thought they had sent those to me for free as like some kind of treat for all my ordering. I already gave them all away <laughs> and I bought like some cute shirts, right? This girl gives my shirts to her friend, hey BB, to work out in as workout clothes. And then she's like, oh well BB, Bebe, BB's already worked out in them. But she can, she can wash them and give them (laughs) back to you. I'm like, keep the, keep the
1: shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That was so funny. I was like, I felt so bad because I'm like, why did this mysterious order just show up at my door? Because the thing too with ASOS is that sometimes they accidentally send things, which has happened to me because I think they just get like so many orders. And I've, there's been a few times where I've gotten like additional items in the mail. It's never just like popped up like as an order that I never placed, but it's usually like they send extra items within the order that I already placed. But I I thought it was strange that like I got this package that I never ordered. But I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just keep it. So, yeah, I gave it to my friends. I think one of the shirts even ended up in DR. and My mom was like wearing it. I know. Yeah, that did
0: happen. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jess Uh, was freaking out. I was like, oh. They were able to say like, hey, you open the, pack like you, you didn't return it. We sent it like it was confirmed sent. So it was just like they, I don't know if they gave me my money back or not, but it was tricky. The other thing is when I shop online, I get multiple sizes. So that was the thing too. It wasn't like just one shirt and then one tank. And no, it was like three shirts of different sizes, three tanks, three, this, three, that so it was it was a loss yeah but I think I eventually got they either resented or I got my money back because I can't imagine I would have just let that go I'm not that type of
1: person <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry girl I really didn't know <laughs> but yeah I, I mean I gave them away because they didn't fit me <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about this week's podcast sponsor, Branch Basics, because I was already using them before they reached out to become a sponsor. And I love when that happens. For those of you not familiar with the brand, Branch Basics basically replaces all of your cleaning products for the home with just one product. It's super efficient. Their starter kit comes with this 33 ounce concentrate bottle and then it comes with empty spray bottles. There's a foaming bottle, there's a laundry bottle and you basically make your own cleaner from this one concentrate. The concentrated cleaner makes cleaning super simple, sustainable, safe and affordable. Again, all you have to do is dilute it with water and you'll be able to effectively tackle every room in the house. And you can do laundry with the concentrate as well. I use it for my bathroom, for my kitchen. I even use it as like a mirror cleaner. I do my laundry with it. And at first I was like, "Okay, is this actually going to work? Because you're pouring mostly water with a little bit of concentrate. And I'm like, "Okay, is this actually going to go a long way? And it does, because I've cleaned literally everything in my house with it. It's super effective. And you end up saving lots of money because you don't have to buy seven different cleaning products. The concentrate is fragrance-free, it's hypoallergenic, there's no parabens, synthetic preservatives, synthetic fragrances, none of that. And it's also not harmful to people or pets when used as directed. The bottles that come with the concentrate are reusable, are recyclable, they're BPA-free, so more friendly for the environment, and they're meant to refill, reuse, and repeat. So it replaces dozens of plastic bottles in the home. Investing in Branch Basics can help you save as much as half of your yearly cleaning budget because again you're just using one product to tackle all of your cleaning needs. So if you're looking for something a little more sustainable, more friendly for the environment, you should definitely check out Branch Basics. We are offering 15% off their starter kit. You can use the code FOODHEAVEN at checkout. This expires December 31st, 2020. For those of you that are listening to this episode in the future, the website is branchbasics.com and you can use the code FOODHEAVEN at checkout.
0: moving into the episode, I am so excited to talk about this because this is something that I think so many people experience. And I, I first want to give credit though to a dietitian. She's been on our podcast. Her name is Rachel Hartley. She wrote this article that we're going to link in the show notes. I think it's a brilliant article. It's called Dressing Your Here and Now Body. It's amazing because it really talks about this idea of when it comes to our bodies and body image and bodies always changing, that we kind of hold on to another body or an older body or our body from maybe even 6 months ago, maybe 6 years ago, and we have a hard time kind of letting go and focusing on what is my body like right here right now and how do I focus on dressing that body, not the body that I may have next year or that I had last year. So, want to give credit to Rachel because she's the one who kind of really prompted this episode and I have been sharing this article with my clients at least for the past year and they have found it really helpful. So, check that out in the show notes. But Moving forward, just want to talk about some of the things that we recommend that you do in order to dress your body here and now and really deal with that whole issue of like clothes shopping and the wardrobe being something that's really triggering for you. So, I think the first thing that I can recommend is stop putting pressure on yourself to fit into your old clothes. This is the biggest thing that I see from clients. And I always ask, Do you have multiple clothes in your wardrobe that do not currently fit that you are hanging onto that are making you feel bad about yourself? And they always say yes. And I'm like, why don't we work on that being our first goal is kind of getting rid of some of these clothes. If you can't get rid of them, then maybe you can do like some of my clients might do is put them in the garage or in storage. If you have some kind of storage, something that's just more out of sight, out of mind versus like in your closet or You know, even some people might put them in a drawer, in the back of the drawer, or even under the bed. I don't feel like that's as out of sight, out of mind. And you can come across them more easily and kind of be re-triggered. So I think the first step is just getting rid of these clothes or, or putting them somewhere you can't see them so that it's not something that's constantly reminding you about your body changing, which is a neutral thing. But I get that in this society, it typically can be looked at as a negative thing.
1: Yeah, I think with clothes, I mean, there's a huge mental component to it, just like in terms of attachment to clothes, especially Mm -hmm. if, you know, there's like a piece that you really, really love or I don't know, like you wore it to like a really, really special event and it just fit really beautifully on you. And so there's like that attachment piece that I think is really hard to overcome. And so something that I have found useful when buying clothes is to just kind of detach from the point that I buy it because Mm. I might not just that it might not fit me in like, whatever in the year to come or the months to come. But also like I just might not be as in love with it as I am when I buy it. And so, you know, that's kind of like a mindset that I've taken on that's been helpful and just being like, it's just clothes, you know, there will be other pieces that will also suit me in the future. And like this is something that I want to buy right now, but it might not be a forever piece and that's okay.
0: Exactly. I think just not having that deep attachment can be so powerful because, again, when we look at the clothes or even looking at pictures like, oh, I used to fit this, like it can be a big deal, but you don't have to let it be one. Now, the second thing I want to kind of chat about is so if you are getting rid of these clothes, like how do you go about doing that. So Wendy, I'll ask you, like, what are your top methods? Because I know you have gotten rid of clothes in the past. Like, how do you go about that? Yeah, I have a routine
1: in place because as the seasons change, I always do just like uh, like I I clean out the house, not just my closets, but pretty much like everything. I go through all the pantries kind of like just to refresh the house, clear out energy. And so every season I do like an inventory in my closet and You know, kind of like the condo method, unless it's something Mm -hmm. that I definitely see myself wearing. I put it aside to either donate it, give it away to friends and family or also homeless shelters. I've been doing that lately there. There have been like clothing drives for local shelters and I've been compiling my clothes and me and my friend will kind of like put everything together and then send it off. Yeah, that's something that I've done for a while now that I think helps just like doing inventory. So things aren't accumulating in the closet. I, you know, I live in New York. I don't have a lot of closet space. And so I like when I reach into my closet to be like, yes, all these options are great. I would wear like all or most of these options and for it to not be like an overwhelming thing. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, for me, that's something that's been helpful. Yeah. What about you?
0: So for me, I know you mentioned Marie Kondo, and I love that. If you guys haven't heard of Marie Kondo, she wrote the book, The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. You should absolutely read that if you haven't already. There's even a copy of it on YouTube, I think like an audio version that's free online. But you can also support the author and buy the book. But anyway, one of the things that I like to think about with clothes is do I feel comfortable in them? And it may change with time. Like maybe it's something I felt comfortable in last year. If it's feeling a little snug this year, I don't feel comfortable in it anymore. Therefore, that's a good indicator for me that maybe it's something that I need to get rid of because you deserve to feel comfortable in your clothes. Like there's nothing that's going to be more triggering than not feeling comfortable or feeling like something doesn't fit right or it's feeling too snug. So that's kind of my barometer and I actually take it a step further because I think I'm a highly sensitive person. HSP, if there's shout out to any other HSPs out there, that's where you're just like super sensitive, not necessarily emotionally, although I am sensitive emotionally too, but more physically in terms of your environment or hot and cold, loud sounds. But for me, one of the big things, and this is since I've been a little kid, has been fabrics. Just like I remember, I must've been like five or six years old and, and remembering like, I didn't like to wear clothes where you could feel like the seams in them. I would just like refuse to wear stuff like that. And then like, I remember in college, my friends would point out like, Hey, you have your sweater on inside out. And I was like, yeah, it's purposeful because it's just more comfortable this way. So I think like also as I get older too, like I'm even more like that where there's things that a, maybe they don't fit that makes them not comfortable, but also like, Just does it feel like something that I feel physically good in? It feels comfortable. It's not too scratchy. So just thinking about those things as well. And when there are things that aren't comfortable or I would like to wear, but I know I never will, I try to give them away just like Wendy said that she does. So I give them to my sisters. I create like bags for them, like pretty much every season two, where it's like, okay, this will look cute on this one. This will look cute on that one. This will look cute on my mom. I also give stuff to the Goodwill, although I did hear that they are overwhelmed, like all the thrift stores because of Marie Kondo and people getting rid of oh, stuff. I heard that. Interesting. Yeah. There's actually like too many people getting rid of stuff, but I mean, that still maybe shouldn't stop you. Maybe try to diversify or ask them like, Hey, are you overwhelmed? And then maybe go to something else. One, one of the things that we have here in the Bay, and I'm sure it's in different States, you know, where people have cars and there's more space, but it's like those, I don't know what you call it. They're, they're these like big green, almost like dumpster things that you can put clothes in. They donate them somewhere. I think they, I don't know, but I, I don't know why I'm thinking. I have a funny
1: story yeah. about those containers because they had one like right behind my building and uh-huh. I would like look through the window and people would be straight up like throwing their entire body in there to like what? take clothes. It was crazy. It was happening. Oh, to get clothes yeah, out? Yeah, to get clothes out. And oh my God. It was, I mean, they had to remove them. What? They had to remove them. Yeah, because yo, what? I remember one time I looked up my I just saw somebody's feet dangling out I was like What is happening right
0: now Oh my god the Bronx Yeah I know
1: I was like yo Somebody like just dived into the clothing.
0: Oh my god Yeah I haven't seen that I
1: feel like it's that, that The whole bin thing I don't know that it's donation But I feel like they sell the clothes for profit But it's always what? a mystery Like where the clothes go Where
0: right? they go Yeah been. I mean, at least it's not going in the dumpster. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's my thing. It's like you're not clogging up whatever. And then I think clothing swaps are amazing as well. That's one of my faves. The co-working space that I'm a part of, they had like a winter clothing swap. And I actually got some really cute stuff from there and was able to give away some of my stuff. And it was nice when I saw other people who were excited about getting my things because, you know, it's like new owner. Someone's more excited about it than you are. So I think just looking for those things can be super helpful in you feeling like you're not wasting things or always throwing stuff away because I understand that that too may not be ideal as well. Yeah.
1: I like to identify friends that are like a few sizes down and then a few sizes up so that I know like For me, my friend Kim, I always give her like all the stuff that no longer fits me. And then Mm BB gives me (laughs) the stuff that no longer fits her. So it's like (laughs) we have a nice system going where it's like nothing is going to waste or like we'll just donate it. But I like it feels good when it goes to like a close friend or a family member, you know, like I really like keeping it in the family.
0: Yeah, my family is like a really big thrift store family, especially like my mom and my, one of my sisters. And it's funny because my sister, she's like, yeah, all my clothes are just from hand-me-downs from you guys. So I'll see her. And every time I see her, she's literally wearing something. I'm like, wait, is that mine that I gave you? Is that mine? And my mom too. Same I'm like, with hey, my yep, With my friends too. I'm <laughs> like, girl, that looks good on you. <laughs> I know exactly. So for someone it's,
1: It's something new and special. Yeah, exactly. So what about some tips for trying on new clothes? Because I know like, especially going, like when you go into clothing stores, Mm. it can be a lot of pressure, especially like if you have, you know, these sizes are so inconsistent. And so you might have to like grab like that's happened to me where I have to grab four of the same thing just to see like what the best fit is, because the sizes can be so unpredictable. So what are some things that you've you've found helpful? Like when trying on new clothes, like trying to make it as enjoyable as possible?
0: Yeah, what I the thing that sticks to me the most and I can't take credit for this because I saw it somewhere else, but it's the idea that it's not your job to fit the clothes it's the clothes job to fit you. And even with my husband for example, when he goes suit shopping or you know shopping for like a dress shirt, it's very it seems to be at least like a more neutral experience like this is my size, let me tailor this to fit me versus women, it's completely the opposite where it's like no, let me change my body to fit this. And I'm not saying that's the case for all men, but It's definitely just something that is inherently different, I feel. So one of the things that I like to recommend, and again, I can't take credit for this either. I saw this posted by one of our dietitian friends who was on the podcast, Alyssa Rumsey. But basically she was saying when you do try to go, when you do try on clothes, it's helpful to get three sizes. It's kind of like what you were saying, Wendy. So getting the size that you think you are, and then the next size up, and then the next size up, and to try on the biggest size first and before you turn around like in the dressing room. So try it on with your back to the mirror. Like before you turn around, make sure that you feel like it feels comfortable because for a lot of folks, it's triggering to try something on that they think is the right size and it doesn't fit. And then they, they're they looking in the mirror and they're just being really critical. So don't even turn around until you're like, this feels good in my body. And I've had patients who have tried this out and said that it's really worked well. Other patients, you know, people, again, get stuck on that number where it's like, oh, I used to be this size and now I'm that size. And oh, my God, when really it's like it's just fabric. So some people find it helpful to cut out the size of the clothes so that it is more neutral when they're trying it on. And they're not reminded that maybe they're in a size that they never imagine they would be in or that's higher than what they think is okay for them. So that's another thing that's helpful. There's one more that I'm like not remembering. Um, Is there anything that you have tried or have recommended? Well, that's a really good one. I'm just thinking like that
1: would have been so useful for me a couple years ago because I remember like from one year to the next, my size, specifically like my hand sizes, they increase like significantly. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do most of my shopping like once a year. So I went in to the store and I, you know, went for my usual size and I didn't think to like grab a few sizes. And I was just like completely shocked that like these pants were not going past my knees. And then, you know, just like mentally, it was kind of a struggle because I was like, wait, mm-hmm. there's no way That I could possibly be a size whatever, you know, and lo and behold, like I had to get that size that I was like, there's no way that, it you know, that it could have went up that much. It could be really triggering. You know, for me, I was just like really confused and frustrated and I was like oh my god but you know you kind of just adjust so like I think initially it's kind of a shock especially if you're if your size is increasing within a short amount of time but for me really the important thing was just like adjusting to that and figuring out okay well how am I gonna shop differently now because I think it could be really easy to kind of just not easy but I think the normal reaction is to kind of remain stuck in that shock or, you know, and whatever that feeling is that you're experiencing at that moment, because it can be, you know, quite a surprise, like if it's something that you're experiencing. But I think just like adjusting and figuring out, okay, well, how can I, you know, just like shift shift things so shopping can continue to be somewhat enjoyable for me.
0: Right. And again, like only go with what makes you feel comfortable. And instead of critiquing yourself, because that's what people usually do, like, oh, well, something's wrong with my body, it doesn't fit. No, maybe it's just that this retailer or this brand, like, didn't make something that, like, you know, fits a curvier body or whatever, or doesn't make something that, like, you know, works well for your body. That's not your fault. That's just that this may not be the best retailer. Like, there's definitely, when I was wedding dress shopping and I remember going to a store that shop Remain Nameless. And I remember thinking, these clothes are not made for me. <laughs> like, it was made for tall, Slender folks, like not for someone like me who's, I mean, I'm not short, but on the shorter side, on the more like, you know, got the big hips, more curvier side. So I was just like, I'm not even going to take this any type of way. I'm just, this is not where I'm getting my wedding dress. And, you know, that's okay. But I think that a lot of times folks, again, can make it kind of a personal failure or, Or no, the dress doesn't fit. So therefore I have to lose however many pounds and like drive myself crazy to fit the dress for this one day, which I think that can be a whole nother podcast episode, like how to deal with wedding stuff. Because I know that's also really triggering for folks. But another thing that I think is really important is supporting retailers who make clothes that are really inclusive of different sizes. Because I haven't, I can't even count the amount of stores I've been to where the biggest size is a large, which is like, really? That does, (laughs) I feel like that doesn't even fit most Americans, you know? And Rachel, if you guys go to her article that we're going to link, she actually mentions a bunch of different retailers who do make sizes that are you know inclusive of higher weight. So one of them is ASOS, Gap, Gap Outlet. I'll include the list, but there's there's quite a few. Fashion Nova Curve. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's quite a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's quite a few that are inclusive. So it's just like, try to put your money in places that actually recognize that people come in different shapes and sizes and aren't cutting off their clothes at like a large because that's pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And even still with, you know, some of these brands, like it's great that they, they're creating more inclusive sizing, but there are like limits to these sizes too. Like for women who are of like a way larger size these brands might you know might not cater to Mm -hmm. them and so I I totally understand why it's like super frustrating to like want to change your body and be like okay literally like nothing is fitting me I was just watching an episode on Hulu it's a show called strange love that is really funny but also very touching just like people that are deemed strange by society and there's this woman on there who has, I forgot what the condition is, but it's a condition where like there's excess fat that accumulates around like certain areas of the body. And so the bottom portion of her body is like significantly larger than like her top portion. And so it makes it really difficult to shop. And she was going wedding shopping on the show because she was like renewing her vows. And it was so triggering for her. Like, oh my gosh, she was like breaking down crying because they had like, what we would consider to be like really large sizes for dresses, but they still wouldn't fit her, you know? And so I could only imagine like how frustrating it is when you are larger than like a 3X and you can't find, you know, things that fit you
0: comfortably. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad you brought that point up. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about was this idea of our weight changing. So the first concept is... The idea of set point, which I think we've talked about before, and that is really that our body has a set point that it has determined is a healthy weight for you and a lot of that is genetic up to 70%, just like our height. And it really is hard to change that or hard to fight against that. If you want more reading on that, I would highly recommend the book Health at Every Size. It kind of goes into a lot of the science behind it, but also Christy Harrison's book Anti-Diet goes into the science as well. And what Christy says in her book, based on the research, is that the set point is actually a set range And it's usually about 15 to 20 pounds. And I found that pretty consistent for myself and for a lot of clients that I work with. When people get stuck on one number, they're kind of not honoring the fact that there is a range there. And that also that set point range can change with time. So I would say in probably like 95% of the clients I work with, as they've gotten older, most of these are women. I have some men as well their set point range has gone up. That is a normal part of aging. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're not healthy. It doesn't mean you have to get back to that weight that you were in your twenties or even in for some of my clients in high school, it's normal. So I want people to understand that because then you'll have a little bit more self-compassion when your weight does go up or if your weight does go up. And when you find that some of the clothes that maybe fit you a couple of years ago, even last year, six months ago, like they don't fit anymore. That is normal. And so given that idea of the set point range, Wendy, what are some things that you might recommend to folks in terms of honoring that when it comes to clothes shopping, like things to look out for? Well,
1: get you some stretchy clothes, girl. Okay, that's what I recommend.
0: That's what works
1: for me. I'm I'm all about being comfortable. I mean, Mm. I have like 20 pairs of tights. I rotate, you know, every day. I think also getting like quality tights that are like a few sizes up because usually they fit pretty fitted anyway. And so in case you you do gain some weight, just so you have some flexibility and you don't have to like give them up, you know. So I like to do some stretching, some, you know, just like different yoga postures and stuff just to make sure that I'm comfortable and I'm not feeling too constricted. And if I do feel that way, then that means that I need to size up a little bit more. So right. yeah, I think just comfortable clothes, even jeans. I like to buy jeans that have some stretch to them. And with t-shirts, like I like more loose fitting t-shirts versus like the ones that are super fitted because again, like it just gives you flexibility in case your weight does change.
0: Yeah. I actually don't even wear t-shirts and I have for like as long as I can remember, probably at least 15 years because I find them like this is again, the HSP, but also just like comfort in general. I don't like the way that like t-shirts feel. So what, because I told my husband, I was like, yeah, he gave me like a shirt the other day like a t-shirt. And I was like, babe, you know, I don't wear, I don't wear shirts, right? Like I only wear either tank tops or long sleeve. Like he's like, no, but this, I'm like, nope. He's like, but that, I'm like, no, that's a, that's a short sleeve. So anyway, just along the lines of like getting things that you personally find comfortable. Also, Rachel says in the article that we're going to link, get those comfortable basics. So whether that's like a bra that actually fits, like, I can't even tell you. The first time I went to Nordstrom's and they did a real fitting for me. And they're like, girl, you are not no C cup. (laughs) And I was wearing like the wrong size bra, which was so not only so uncomfortable, but also just didn't really look good under my clothes. And it doesn't matter like what size you are, like getting the comfortable bra that is constructed well, especially if you are a bigger chested person, it's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable. So just thinking about like quality there, if possible. And I know like Nordstrom's can be really expensive. There's probably other stores too that I just don't know of. So do your research. But the way that I kind of made it work was going to Nordstrom's rack and you could still get the same bras, but for maybe like 60% off. But I would say, yeah, if you're somebody who is on the more curvy side, like don't feel bad if Victoria's Secret, like no shame or no diss on Victoria's Secret. I'm sure they work well for a lot of people, but that's not going to work well for a lot of the curvier folks or the folks at higher weights because they just don't make, at least when I have, the last time I looked, they didn't make like very inclusive sizes.
1: Yeah. Also, panties are important too. Because, yes, like are. you know, I know with Victoria's Secret, they have all the cute, like sexy panties. <laughs> and I mean, they look beautiful, you know, but... Are they comfortable? Some of them are, but some of them are not. And I th- I think they're made with the intention of, you know, aesthetic and like just being really cute and sexy. So just keep that in mind, too, because if you have uncomfortable underwear, it's really going to affect how your clothing fits and how you feel in your clothing. Exactly. And
0: I also want to point out, it's okay if like those aren't the same size, too, because when you go to like these, the mainstream stores they really try to like say, okay, like your underwear is a, is a small and your bra is a small or you're a large and your bra is large. It's okay if those sizes don't match. Like if you're, you know, a large in one and like a 3X in another, like that's fine. I think it's weird how like they pair them. And then I feel like that can also be triggering. Like, wait a minute. Like I have to get this bigger size of this. Like just keep that in mind too. Yeah. So
1: also wanted to touch on accessibility because if you can't afford to buy new clothes all the time, that's an important consideration, too. I know Jess mentioned that she loves going thrift shopping and that she was raised, you know, going to thrift shops a lot. And I think that that's an important point to make. You know, thrift shops are a great way to get stylish clothing, comfortable clothing at a reasonable price. Something that I do, which I mentioned, you know, a little earlier is the clothing swap. So just like swapping clothes amongst friends and sharing resources that way. Jess, is there anything
0: that you do to help offset the cost of like having to buy new clothing? So I don't really buy that many clothes, actually. I try to yeah, same thing like a couple times a year. And honestly, I'm big on, like we said, like buying things that are loose, that are flexible, that, you know, they kind of can go up or down a couple sizes depending upon where your set point range is. But yeah, just try to figure out like those types of places that you can get stuff on a discount. So for example, whenever I go home to Sacramento, where I grew up, they have Crossroads there. Also Buffalo Exchange. I'm sure those some of the, those are stores that are probably national and in certain states, but not all. Those are great places to still get stuff that's really stylish, but also at a discount. It may be different places in your neighborhood. There's also, um, what is it called? Poshmark. They were a podcast sponsor. Yeah. I don't know they code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're really cool. It's secondhand, but you can shop like by designer or by size or by style. And I just really love those, that kind of concept for folks. So just find out what works for you. And again, don't feel the pressure. My mom stays getting like a new wardrobe for $30. Like she, I've never even known her to ever shop in shop retail at a store. Like she only shops at thrift stores. And my mom is like really stylish, like dresses, super cute, like even cuter than me. <laughs> and it's like, Oh God, this is the thrift store. Like cute little leather backpack, stuff like that. So you do not have to, you know, get these expensive clothes in order to A, stay on trend and be like, find stuff that's comfortable for you.
1: Yeah, I also think like staying neutral is really important because when you get clothing that is more on the neutral side in terms of like the colors, you can remix them and kind of redo them. And UniGlow, I have found, is really great for neutral Mm, pieces. Yes. They have really nice underwear that's like comfortable. They also have just like basic staples that you would have in your closet that are reasonably priced.
0: So check that out as well. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with that. We hope you guys got something valuable out of this episode. We really appreciate you for tuning in. Again, make sure to leave us a review so we can reach our goal of a thousand by the end of the year. Our podcast is released every Wednesday. In each episode, we cover tips and tricks for how to make lifelong changes to help you live a healthier, more balanced life. We also interview leading experts in the fields of health and nutrition to pick their brains on how to cultivate that balanced life that you love. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.